Welcome back to my review of the 45 new movies that I watched this year. Again, for those who have not listened to part one, which was released just yesterday, it's not necessarily new movies that are released in theaters. These are 44 mo- 45 movies that I'd never seen before. Some of them are new in theaters. Some of them are just movies that I should have seen a long time ago for a guy who calls himself a movie buff who have not seen several, several, several classic movies. Also, some movies I just wanted to see for the hell of it. Looking at you, Velocipaster. Alright, now, before I jump back in at number 19, I'm going to do something I did not do on last year's review. And I'm going to list, not in or not in ranking, but in order of movies that I did for the rewatches. In addition to the 45 new movies I watched, I watched 20. Well, in this case, 19, because I'm going to watch one more on New Year's Eve. That would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off, will be my New Year's Eve Day movie. But here are the movies I rewatched this year. Starting with Spider-Man No Way Home. And of course, these are all movies I super love, which is why I want to watch them again. So, New No Way Home. Going to Teen Wolf, the OG, not the Jason Bateman movie. Uh, Michael J. Fox will pop up a couple of times on this list. And then we're going to Better Off Dead, the great John Cusack 80s comedy. Billy Madison, can never go wrong there. We're men, we're men in tights. I'm sorry to sing. I know I'm a horrible singer, but deal with it. Speaking of Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future 1. Hold for the rest of the trilogy. American Pie, 21 Jump Street, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, since I watched one uh, Adam Sandler movie, I went and did uh, Happy Gilmore, Euro Trip, because Scotty doesn't know, Mighty Ducks, in honor of the late, great Paul Rubens, I had to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Never Sleep Again, which is a documentary about the making of every single uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Back to the Future 2. Clerks. Elf. Back to the Future 3. Scrooged. And, like I said, Ferris Bueller will be uh, later. But, of course, I'm going to include that one anyway. Alright, so let's go ahead and jump back in. And at number 19, No Hard Feelings, starring my wife, Jennifer Lawrence. I love you, call me. Ah, that was creepy and stalkerish. I should probably, you know, edit that. Cute movie. I liked the ending. Not at all where you expected it to go. So, yeah. Another movie that got way too much hate this year, The Marvels. Shortest, uh, DC, or shortest MCU movie in a very long time. Only one scene really seemed to be completely out of nowhere, but whatever. I enjoyed it. 17. Speaking of Alfred Hitchcock, as I did in the first half of this, I watched Vertigo for the first time. Again, parts of this movie 
super loved. Parts of this movie, not so much. It wasn't, again, it's Alfred Hitchcock, so you can never go wrong. I have already picked out one Alfred Hitchcock movie I'm going to watch for the first time in 2024. It's not one of his more known movies, too, which gets me excited to see something that, you know, not everyone talks about. Everyone talks about Vertigo and North by Northwest and Psycho. But I found a movie that has an interesting concept that I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy at least the concept of. So look for that around this time next year. So you just have to wait 365 days. No worries. And at number 16, this is a movie I should have seen a long time ago. And I regret not seeing it, but I've seen it now. That being Fargo. Uh, again, great cast, fun movie. Some twists that, again... Didn't really see coming. Wood chipper. Enough said. Fifteen. <laughs> the next two movies I'm going to enjoy talking about. Because they're absurdist at the greatest level. Violent Night. It is a... Basically, you know how everyone always asks, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, Violent Night is a Christmas movie on the same level. But instead of John McClane saving the day, it's Santa Claus. Literally, Santa Claus saves the day. But not before he pisses and vomits on people. Because he's not a happy Santa Claus. And of course, it takes place here in Connecticut. Because of course it does. And speaking of absurd movies, <laughs> that get more absurd than Cocaine Bear. I did a full review of it earlier in the year. I highly recommend trying to find it if you can. It's just so dumb. Brilliant but dumb. And I'm okay with that. And at 13 was Creed 3. I would, you know, Creed 1 is great. Creed 2 is very good. Creed 3, again, Jonathan Majors had a pretty good year up until, you know, stuff happening. But uh, Creed 3, great. I enjoyed it. But didn't, you know, didn't super, super love it. So, another movie I should have seen a long time ago that I'm glad I finally can say I watched. I'm just going to say three words. Walk this way. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. I had some hesitations on this one. And again, don't get me wrong. Mel Brooks, always brilliant, always. But some of his movies that people tell me are the greatest movies of all time, I just couldn't get into. Again, we'll get some hate for this one. The first time I watched Blazing Saddles, I just didn't get it. I will give it another shot. I mean, I'm not the same 20-something-year-old that watched that movie in college, so maybe I'll like it more. We are almost at the top ten. But before we get there, another classic movie. I can finally say I've watched a James Dean movie. East of Eden. Again, there are parts of this movie I really, really liked. There are parts of the movie that kind of dragged. But again, performance-wise, you can see why people absolutely loved James Dean in the few roles that we got to see him in. 
All right, let's go top ten. And shockingly, there's going to be three comic book movies in the top ten, but one you would not expect. One that I did not watch that I will watch next year. That I just didn't get around to watching this year. And at number ten, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, all the feels. All the feels. Laughter, sadness, depression, family, friends, everything. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Awesome. Better than two. Not as good as one. Number nine, The Town. Again, elements of this movie were absolutely perfect. Elements of the movie, not so much. But overall, great story, great action. Takes place in Boston. Try to rob Fenway Park. Well, that doesn't go well. Eight. This is a movie that I don't think enough people know of. Or if they do, they just ignore it. It's a movie called Skeleton Twins. Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. You know, they know each other from SNL. They've done a couple movies together. This is not what you would think when you have two great talents from SNL. Because it is more depressing than it is funny. But it does have some funny moments in it. But, oh my god, this movie is just different level. Different level movie. Again, it should have gotten more attention than I think it actually got. I don't know why or how it slipped through the cracks. But if you get a chance to watch Skeleton Twins, please do. Maybe have a box of tissues next to you because it will, again, all the feels. It, it does deal with some pretty heavy topics. Number seven, Top Gun Maverick. Wasn't a super fan of the first one, but the, uh, to me this movie is incredibly well done, even more than Top Gun, the original. I think that, you know, it's a fun action movie that has some serious elements to it. And again, just visually, and knowing that none of this movie was done CGI when it easily could have been, because Tom Cruise doesn't do anything light. Come on now. And at number six, the next two are going to surprise you. Number six, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I don't super love this animation style. It's the same animation style as Into the Spider-Verse, which was the comic book movie that I was referring to that I will watch in 2024 and will probably be high up on the list. And the fact that all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are actually voiced by teenagers. But here's the absolute coolest part of this movie. I'm going to say four words to you right now, and I hope you're sitting down if you don't know. Jackie Chan as Splinter. How can you go wrong there? And at number five, another comic book movie that did not get... It's a couple years old. It's based off a video game. It's called Injustice. It's a DC animated movie. What would the world be like if Superman snapped? And what would it take to make Superman snap? Death of Lois and his unborn baby would do it. And it's about the DC heroes 
choosing sides to try to stop a Superman who you... I mean, really, how do you stop Superman? It, it takes a lot to be able to stop him from hurting. Again, based off a video game, but super enjoyed this movie. Obviously, it's number five on my list. Number four. The only documentary on the... Well, not really, because I uh, uh, never sleep again. Number four, for me, is a movie called Still. Now, I said there would be a lot of Michael J. Fox on this list. And there was. Because this movie is a documentary about him still fighting Parkinson's. And it shows every aspect of his life. Shows his rise from family ties to Back to the Future to Teen Wolf to American President and, you know, fighting through Parkinson's and the struggle he still has. Again, Tissues. Great movie. Highly recommend it. Three. Bullet Train. Fun action movie. Is it perfect? No. Is there continuity errors? Yes. Very few movies are perfect. Let's face it. Bullet Train. Fun action. Brad Pitt. Funnier than Brad Pitt has any right to be. Great movie. Highly recommend it. We'll watch it again. Number two. Another movie that I should have watched a long time ago. That it took me probably close to 30 years after this movie was released. 25 years. Good Morning Vietnam. Did a full review of it on another podcast. Absolutely love this movie. Again, it's one of those movies that you don't actually know the plot of. You just think it's about a rebel DJ on the air at Vietnam. There is a whole side plot that you none of the trailers show you. And it makes you just go, holy shit. Again, shows the brilliance of the late, great Robin Williams. I don't think anyone else could have made that movie. That's how brilliant that movie is. And in at number one, and another movie that got way too much hate that did not deserve to get a single bit of hate. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was, to me, the best movie I watched this year. People are probably screaming at their podcast going, are you insane? Probably I am, but that's not the point. It was a fun romp, a great way to end this series. Surprises that I did not expect with a returning character. And just, again, fun movie. That's the point of a movie. It's fun. You want to watch it. You want to have a good time. Is it perfect? No. Doesn't need to be. It's Indiana freaking Jones. So yeah, that is my list. Feel free to tweet me and tell me what an idiot I am. But give me a thumbs up anyway. Thank you for listening, and uh, I guess I'll see you in the new year. Have a good one, everybody.